The time has come for the prophesied end time revival. God is gathering his army from all over the world, from Africa, Asia, North America, South America, Europe. God is gathering his army from all around the world. Join us as God gathers and mobilizes his army, even for the prophesied end time. God bless you, even as you listen to today's message. Oh, Master, Lord, we bless you, Lord, we bless you. Thank you, Sate and Vrasa Kalabaseke Baba. Lord, we bless you. Ayanene, Ayanene, Jada Yede, Ayan Brother Naked Diana, Ayan Brother Yaked Diana, Ose Dea, Ose Dea, Ayate Yadada. Jeke de brosote de baseke de nedesh, umbra seke de bachute ya bababa. Jeke de brosote braseke de brasokoria. Eyandele boshataya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I welcome us all again to the presence of God. I welcome God's end time army once again to his presence to receive. To receive, to receive from his well of revelation, from his well of understanding, from his well of wisdom. Tonight, God would like us to continue as touching the revelation of his word. We started a journey. We were looking at the mystery of hearing the voice of God. And we started last week. God was open, able to help us understand. Number one, we were able to understand the mystery, the importance, the reason why we needed to hear the voice of God. We began to understand by God opening our eyes into His agenda in this end time. We began to see how the army of God, God is gathering his army everywhere. And the Bible shows us in the book of Joel chapter 2 that this army, they are great people and strong. They are going to be mighty men. But as with every army, because of the nature of this supernatural army, the way this army is going to be coordinated and going to be led is going to be by the leading of the Spirit of God. It's going to be by the advantage of the voice of God. We spoke about the weapon of the voice of God. It is our system for victory. It is the technology in the spirit that God, you know, wants to invest in, wants us to invest in. If the army of God is going to be held, led by God into victory, we have come to understand that there is no way we begin to understand the various strategies the dimensions, the areas, the places, the when, the what, the who, the how. You cannot fight a battle without a strategy. You cannot fight a battle without knowing your enemy. 
you cannot fight a battle without understanding how exactly you should go forth. And we began to say that that is why the Bible says in verse 11, Joel chapter 2, that God uttered his voice before the army. It is the voice of God that is going to lead that army. So it is an advantage to his army. It's an advantage to everybody in that army. That everybody in the army of God can hear the voice of God. That everybody in this army can understand the ways of God. That it is not in the battlefield that we begin to train and understand and know the voice of God. That will bring confusion. And in fact, that will cause the enemy to have advantage and that there will be destruction. But God is saying that he wants us to be properly trained. We are in that season of revival. We are in that season where God wants to raise his men for his purposes. We are in that season where God wants revival to be released upon the earth. And it is only by those who have at the advantage of knowing and understanding the voice of God that will be able to prevail. The voice of God is the weapon. <laughs> the weapon of the Spirit. The weapon that God wants us to use. The ultimate weapon that will be able to lead the army of God. And we began to look at this. We continued, we began to look and understand. We started looking at the voice of God. How does God speak? How do you understand the voice of God? How can you manage the word of the voice of God? How do you assess it? How do you respond to it? How does it sound like? How does God even do it? Because without having an understanding, without being able to uh, 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 understand how the, word, the, the voice of God works and how to tap into it, how to access into it, it's more like having a weapon but not knowing how to use it. And God began to show us last week, we started with the inner voice. We began to understand exactly what the inner voice is. We began to look at the various types of the inner voice. We spoke about the inner witness. We spoke about the inner knowings. We spoke about inner dreams. We spoke about the still small voice or the inner voice. And today, God wants us to continue. The Holy Spirit would like us to continue. And God is showing me in a vision right now. It's showing me that it is possible to have the army of God, to have soldiers in this army, myself, yourself. We are ready to fight. We have gathered our equipment. We have gathered our bow, our arrow, our swords. We have gathered everything we needed. But now we want to advance. But you do not know where to advance to. Because there is no strategy, because there is nobody leading the army, all of us are there on the field, not knowing exactly what to go and do, where to go and do, where I should be stationed. You know, in an army, it's not everybody that will be full soldiers. Some people will go and hide behind the rock. Some people will go and hide at the back. Some people will be people that shoot arrows. They will be the people in the forefront. Some people will be at the back who can handle swords properly. Some people will be on the horse who can clear the road. There are different departments, different ranks, different places. How do you know how to, adv how, how to make advance? 
How do we know when the time has come? How do you know when it is time? The general says, oh yeah, it is time. Go to war. How do you understand what to do part time? How do you even know when the, when, when, when the soldier, uh, the general says, it is time to retreat. Let's come back a little. The only way you can fight, you can be ready, you can carry everything. You can be so anointed, you can carry the, 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 the mantle of the spirit. You can carry revelation, you can carry knowledge. But without the voice of God, you are helpless. You can be going on a particular road, on a particular path, thinking you have the anointing, you have all the weapons, you have the sword, you have the uh, 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 arrow. But you are walking into an enemy camp, enemy territory without knowing. And if you, you meet people like that, you meet five warriors of their own, how will you be able to fight off five warriors alone? But the Holy Spirit alone knows where you should go. God alone knows the areas and dimensions you should enter into. God knows the area he's sending you to, how you should walk the path, how you can avoid the enemy, and how you would have a vantage point to conquer all of them. God only knows the way the army should be arranged, where you should be, where the other person should be, in order for you to be able to stage a successful battle and conquer the enemy. So God is saying this morning, you might be ready. You might have carried everything. You might have read a lot of books. You might understand the ways of God. You might know the principles of the Spirit. You might, under, you might have received the anointing. You might have sold into the lives of many people. And the anointing of God has been imparted on you from several areas. You might be a carrier of different types of anointing. But without the voice of God, you will be utterly useless in this coming revival. And God is asking me to challenge you. That despite the fact that you are ready, you must, you, the weapon that you must not do without is the weapon of the voice of God. The weapon that the army of God cannot do without is the weapon of the voice of God. So tonight, I'm trusting God that God will help you to grow, to develop yourself. Bible says strong meat belongs to them who by reason of use they have been able to, to exercise their senses to train themselves up in their senses until they are able to discern between good and evil. They know when it is God that is speaking to them. They know when God is saying stop. They know when it looks like stop but what God, but what God is saying is wait. They know when God is, God is saying oh yeah it's time to go. They are not people that can be misled by a vision. Simply because they saw somebody like that looks like Jesus in a vision. And then because of that, Satan uses that, transforms into an angel of light and begins to deceive them into the war. They are not people like that. They are people that God has been able to walk upon and they know exactly what God is saying. How be it there was a time when Saul, that was called Paul, when the, the, the prophecies started coming to him, that he should not go to Jerusalem to preach the word of God. Because he will be killed. Because they will, they will suffer. Because he will be beaten. Even the prophet, I think uh, Evangelist Philip, or a, a prophet Agabus, sorry, told him and said that, okay, this is what is waiting for you in Jerusalem if you go. A full prophet. And you know what he said? He said, God has already told me all these things. He said, he's not even just ready to suffer alone. He's even ready to die. Now, what those people were telling him is that they should not go to Jerusalem. The prophet Agabus came 
and told him so. The daughters of uh, of Philip the evangelist, the four daughters, they came to the prophesied and begged him that according to what they are seeing, no, you should not go. But because he had had the voice of God for himself, he knew that God was not just telling him not to go. God was just preparing his heart. God had told him before. What would have happened if Apostle Paul could not hear and understand God for himself? That was how God would have lost that battle in Jerusalem at that particular point in time. The voice of God is the greatest weapon. When it comes to advancing in the kingdom, to know exactly how to fight, when to go, when to stay back. There are times where Paul will have gone to preach the gospel in Bithynia and some other places, and the Spirit will restrict them and say, no, come back, don't go. And there are times the Holy Spirit will appear in a vision to Paul and will tell him that, okay, they, are, they, they, they need you in Macedonia. Go over to Macedonia and help them. The voice of God. This is how God coordinates his army. This is how God coordinates his attacks. This is how God coordinates his battle. It's by warfare. Somebody asked Archbishop Benson Idaosa, one of the great men of God here in Nigeria, that has died. He was a man that was renowned for raising men from the dead. He was a man that, that carried an exceptional dimension of the anointing. He had the weapon of the anointing. But one day he said that people thought that he just raised the dead anyhow. He said if he could raise the dead anyhow, he said he would have just gone to the American president. He said the Kennedy family he would have gone to them and said, how much will you pay me? Because I'm sure I will raise up your dead, uh, your dead son, the dead president. And he will make money from it. He said, but he cannot do that because he does not control the anointing. He said, he cannot do that because he, he has to be led. He said, every time he does a miracle, every time he raises somebody from the dead, he said, he was led by the Spirit of God. One day he was coming out from a mall. And as he was coming out, somebody was trying to do one or two walks on the wall. And he fell down from, his, from the ladder. And the, 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 the brain of this person came out of the person's head. And everybody believed he was dead. Of course, normally he is dead. But he said the Holy Spirit prompted him. And of course, if he obeyed, he went to this particular person. With his hand, he packed the person's particular brain back into the person's head. And before you know it, somehow, somehow, the person came alive again. This is not something that is possible normally. But on a normal day, you will not just wake up, go to a mall, see somebody whose head has broken, and go and pack the brain. What are you? Are you a magician? You have to be led by the Spirit of God. So, in advancing this battle, in advancing this army, in advancing the attack, in advancing this warfare, in these end times, you need to know the battles to choose. You need to know how to go. You need to know to whom the Holy Spirit is sending you to. Bible tells us that of all the widows in Israel, He said God did not send Elijah to any one of them except to the widow of Zarephath. And look at how how the widow of Zarephath, how he kept Elijah. Look at the ministry he did for Elijah. That at the end of the day, Elijah came back and saved Israel. 
Kalebro shekete bradaya. Imbazovro shekete brakalabaya. Impozo prosoko de gaba. You need to understand that it does not matter how you are ready. What matters is that you follow the voice of God step by step. You follow the voice of God level by level. This is what will grant you the kind of victory that you are looking for. Kalebro shekete ba. Thank you, Jesus. To go further, from where we stopped last week, we stopped looking at when we were looking at the, 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 the inner voice, the internal voice. Now, the second way God speaks to us is the prophetic, by the prophetic. God has spoken to us, first of all, we talk about the internal voice. But the second way God speaks to us is by the prophetic. You know when we talk about the prophetic, the prophetic actually speaks about those who God has given a particular gift in the area of hearing the voice of God. You see, they are not like normal Christians. They are not like other Christians. Generally, most Christians will hear God through the inner voice, the, 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 the level one category that we spoke about last week. But there are some people who God has given them a particular gift. Some of them can be prophets. Some of them may not even be prophets, but they are prophetic people. They are the kind of people that see visions a lot. They have a particular gift in that area. It is not something that they, that, that, that they end it's not something that makes them more special. It is just a gift that God has given unto them. So God has given some people an ability, a ministry in the area of hearing God for people. And that is called the gift of prophecy. So you can see some people, they, 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 God speaks to them much more than he speaks to the average believer. They did not do anything to earn it. Of course, they can train the gift the more, but the gift in itself, they did not do anything to earn it. Sometimes it can be from birth. Sometimes some people, uh, they receive an impartation, an anointing that comes upon them, maybe by their own uh, faithfulness in God, or maybe in a service, somebody, if somebody lays hands upon them and then passes upon them this gift and the spirit of prophecy. And so they are able to hear the voice of God. They are able to understand God's voice when he speaks. And so, this particular kind of people, they can hear God normally through the internal uh, voice, the inner voice, because every Christian should hear God through the inner voice. But these ones can go further. They can hear God they have a gifting in the area of hearing God deeper than the normal Christian. And this thing works both for themselves and as also they can hear God for others. So these people have dreams much more than the normal inner dreams that a, that a Christian has. You see, those inner dreams, one way you will know that it's an inner dream talking to you yourself is that usually the dream is always about you. The dream is talking about you. You are the star of that dream. You, you are the person that God is trying to address. The dream, you are, the dream is, the whole issue about the dream is about you. 
But you see, when it comes to prophetic dreams, when it comes to dreams by the gift of prophecy, it means that usually either you have those dreams once in a while and they are very powerful, or you dream a lot in the prophetic, more than the average. But usually those dreams are about the, the, the business of the kingdom. It's about maybe God's work. It's about maybe some other people. Maybe some people in your family. Maybe some people in the church. But it's always about somebody else. And sometimes it can be even about you and the assignment that God is committing to your hands. Not necessarily about your personal life. But it's just always a message for someone or concerning the business. It can involve you, but you'll be talking about a business in the kingdom of God. When I talk about a business, I'm not just talking about monetary business. I'm talking about kingdom business. I'm talking about the, 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 the works of God. The assignment of God. So God can come. Part of the prophetic gift is the gift of visions. He said, if there be a prophet among you, the book of Numbers, he said, if there be a prophet among you, I will speak to him in dreams and in visions. So prophets, mostly they can have visions. Some of them, they will have what we call inner visions. They will see things as if it's in their mind. You know, sometimes you can just call someone and as you are talking to him, you mention a black cat. And as I mention a black cat, you see that you are already seeing a black cat in your mind. So in that way too, God can just show you something like that in your mind. You are not talking to anybody. Nobody mentioned a black cat, but you just saw a black cat in your mind. Just the way I just described it now. God speaks that way too. Sometimes you can just be like I was, like as, as I was preaching right now. And as I'm preaching, I'm seeing a vision of an army. I first saw the vision of a soldier with a sword, fully dressed, fully ready, but not able, not able, you know, to, 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 to advance. Because why? There was no voice to direct him. He did not know how to go. He did not know where to go. He, he had everything ready, but did not know how to advance. That's the vision I saw when I began this message. But how did I see it? Just in my mind. Just like I said, spoke about a black cat. Just imagine you seeing an army, a, a soldier like that, without anybody mentioning the word a ready soldier. The inner vision. Sometimes it can be an external vision. An external vision such that it's as if um, you are watching a film, a television, and it's happening outside of you. It's as if the screen is outside of you. You are seeing it just in the, in, the, in, the, in the air, in the atmosphere around you. And it is playing out. It's called an external vision. Sometimes it can even be a... Uh, that external vision can involve everything fully external. Sometimes it can involve external plus things that are... For example, you can see a particular person sitting... And then you can see now see a crown on top of that person. The person is real physically. The crown is what God added to it. You see it on the person. It can happen like that. Sometimes you can have what you call an open vision. Where you see an actual person speaking to you directly. Sitting maybe on your bed. Or sitting on your table. And you are able to talk with that person. The person is able to talk to you. An open vision. You can also have a trance. A trance where you are caught up in the spirit, 
and you might not really know what is happening around you. You might really not be able to control things, but you are lost in the spirit, and you are, you are, don't let me use the word forced, but you are unable to do anything but just to, to participate or just watch what God is saying or doing in that vision. So, people, most people that have trans visions have maybe visions of an encounter with Jesus, an encounter with God, an encounter with an angel where God gives them their particular calling of ministry. And you can see God, you know, encountering people in that kind of atmosphere. So you have trans visions. And the people, God uh, encounters people in that too. Usually people cannot control it. Sometimes the whole atmosphere around them disappears in the transmission and the, a new atmosphere appears totally. Sometimes the atmosphere does not change and whatever wants to happen, whatever vision you want to see happens in that atmosphere. Sometimes you can even control what you see. Sometimes you cannot control, you can you just watch. Then you have open heavens kind of vision. The open heavens kind of vision where God allows you it's as if they remove the, 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 the fabric that covers the heavens. And God allows you to peep into things that are happening in the heavens. And you are able to see things that are happening in the heavens. Sometimes it is the kind of vision that, that, that Ezekiel saw. When he saw. When he saw God the Father sitting on the throne. And he said the top part of him was like fire. He said it was like a man sitting on the throne. I've seen a vision of something like that before. The heavens are just open and you begin to see into heaven what is happening in the heaven. It's called open heaven visions. Then there is what we call the night visions. The night visions. The night visions is like, uh, is when, when the Bible talks about night visions, in the book of Ecclesiastes or Job, I can't remember now, God speaks then into us in night visions. Night visions are talking about dreams. Prophetic dreams. This is when God comes to you in a dream. And he speaks his message to you. So just like he would have spoken to you in a vision, now he's coming in the night. And that's why we call them night visions. I spoke to us, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3. You begin to see when the Bible talks about normal dreams that come through the business of the day. But more than that, there are times the Bible says that God tries to speak to us in the day, but if you cannot get our attention, it will come to us in a dream, in a vision of the night. So there are times God can give you night visions. I'm not talking about, I'm separating that from the inner dreams every Christian should have. But when you are prophetic, you should have more dreams, more. Especially if you are gifted in the area of sight. But there are prophets or people who are prophetic who their gift is not in the area of sight. They may see visions, they may see angels, because people who are prophetic can see angels when God or when an angel decides to come to them. They can see it in a vision. Sometimes they can see Jesus, sometimes they can see the Father. They can see demons. Thank you, Jesus. But there are also some people who are gifted in the prophetic. Their own is not sight. Their own is in the area of hearing. These people can hear God's voice very well. These people have two particular strong areas. The ability to know what God is saying 
their inner knowing is sharpened, stronger than that of a normal Christian. And they can know what God is saying concerning a situation, even without hearing audible voices, words that are actually audible. And they are also very gifted in the area of hearing, more than the normal Christian. They can hear the still small voice much more than the normal Christian. It, it, it's, it's something they hear every time. People in this gift realm, because they are gifted, it is something that comes to them almost every time. Especially if they are now called into the office of the prophets. Their dimension in the gifting is, 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 is beyond normal. So they can hear the voice of God. And then we also have people who their own, they are very prophetic, but their own functions in the other areas. Some of them, they are feelers. They come into a room and they just know. So people are fighting in this place. They just come near a place. Ah, something an accident is about to happen. They did not hear. They did not know. They did not see. They just felt it inside of them. A strong feeling, a strong urge. And that's the way God speaks to them primarily. There are people like that. And then there are some other people who we call uh the, the thoughts we call them feelers. There are some other people in the prophetic that we can call knowers. This one's just no. I was speaking about knowing before, but there are some people who it is their primary area. And then there are some people in the prophetic, they are gifted with a verbal gift of prophesying. You see them, they can prophesy. Thus said the Lord, I will do this, I will do that. You are my son, you are my daughter, I will preserve you this and that. There are people who are gifted with that kind of gift. And it is unfortunate that when people think that that is the only gift that is, is actually called prophetic. Meanwhile, you see that that is even the last thing I'm mentioning. So the second category is the category of the prophetic. God speaks through these ways. If that to yourself, if you yourself have the gift, God will speak to you through that way. And God will also speak to, for, uh, to you to, for others so that you can deliver his messages to others through this particular gift. And why am I speaking about this? Because sometimes God uses these people to bring confirmation and direction to us. So the second way God speaks is through the prophetic. After God speaks to us as through the inner voice, the category one. In the category two, God can speak to us by the prophetic. So God can send others to us. In a period when we are very confused, in a period where we are where we are, are not sure, in a period where there is no direction, sometimes even when there is direction, you just need more confirmation. In a period where you even think you know what you are doing, but God decides to send somebody so that he will correct what you think is the right thing, so that you will not fall away. Sometimes you cannot even hear God, and God uses them to bring the first word. You are meant to go and pray, to take your time until you hear God for yourself. Do not move on any prophetic word outside. Until your inner witness confirms it. Until you are sure. Until you can say, I know that I know that I know that I know that this is God. Please do not move on any prophetic word that comes from anybody. Even if the person is Jesus. Even if the person is a Jew. 
Because the first way God will confirm every word is your inner witness. The Bible says the spirit bears witness with our spirits. I spoke to us last week about the functions of your spirit man. One aspect of it is the aspect of revelation, the aspect that can receive revelation from God, that can hear God and know that this is God. And if you are yourself the prophetic person or the prophet, and God is speaking to you that way, it means God will speak to you more through visions, through dreams, through hearing the voice of God, the still small voice, through prophesying, verbal prophecy. Whatever way God is speaking to you, even to you yourself as the prophet, do not follow visions. Do not follow prophecies. Do not follow uh, 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 all those external, uh, spectacular ways God is speaking. When God gives you those things in a vision, first confirm through your inner witness, through your inner knowing, whether you have discomfort within you, or whether there is peace, or whether there is assurance. When God speaks, the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah chapter 32, it said, when God speaks, he said, it is the way of peace and it is the way of assurance. The way of peace, the way of assurance. He said, there will be confidence and assurance inside of you that this is God that is speaking. Isaiah chapter 32, I think verse 6 or so. Isaiah chapter 32. When God is speaking to you, there will be peace inside. There will be confidence. There will be assurance inside. You will know that this is God that is speaking. So do not just follow any vision, any prophecy. Find that from yourself or through any prophet or prophetic vessel. When they come and tell you this, you have had, take your time to pray or to ask God in your spirit. Receive your own inner confirmation. Hear from your inner voice. That is why it is category one. Before you move on that kind of thing. Let me go to, uh, let me go to uh, 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 category three. The category of the audible voice of God. The external audible voice of God. You see, this audible voice of God, God sometimes moves in this way when he by himself wants to interfere in a situation. Sometimes when God does this, it indicates his commitment. You know indeed that without a doubt, God is in this thing. Look at when Jesus was going to when Jesus was going to uh, be baptized, the Bible said God spoke from heaven as John was baptizing him. He said the, the dove, a dove came upon his head and then a voice from heaven shouted, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. We that we are reading that scripture, what do you notice? You notice that we came to a place where we believed immediately that this one surely is the Son of God. We believe that whatever he's saying, God is in it because God by himself intervened. So when God himself comes in such an audible way, 
it gives witness to the fact that God is involved in these things. And the audible voice of God, are, generally it does not come like that. It is something that does not really come. Some people will never hear the voice of the audible voice of God till they die. Some people, even when they hear it, they will only hear it once or twice or thrice in their lifetime. It's not something that they will keep hearing. Kabo shekete bra sokotosh. And then there are some people, peculiar people, that they normally hear the audible voice of God. That is the way God wants to be with them, but they are peculiar. The audible voice of God. And we don't seek to hear voices. While you seek to hear the voice of God, we must be very careful to pursue the voice of God. You must know the technology by which men can sit down to hear the voice of God. I'm not going to speak about that in this particular uh, message, but we must know the technology of stillness. The technology by which we can hear the, the voice of God. But eventually the Holy Spirit will give us advantage in another series or in another uh, time to speak about how to hear this voice for yourself. How to enter into hearing this voice for yourself. I'm trusting God that he would give us that opportunity. But for now, I want to uh, continue in this area. Now, when I say the audible voice, it is an external audible voice. It's not just a whisper. Sometimes it's like the voice of a man. You hear it clearly and audibly. It can come and call your name. It can come and speak, but it will be very audible. Sometimes it can come like the voice of thunder. <laughs> Sometimes I've had the audible voice of God and it seems that my, as if my whole ear was shaking. My whole body was shaking. As if my ear was going to, to tear. There are sometimes you hear the audible voice of God, the house can even shake. The atmosphere can change. There are sometimes it might not be an actual voice. There are sometimes there are people that have spoken of them, seen a, 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 a writing being written on the wall a particular statement or something being written on the wall. That is an example of an audible voice. I put it in the class of the audible voice because this is God intervening and you know that indeed God is speaking. There are some times that God speaks audibly but he speaks through signs. I remember a particular book that God wanted me to read at a particular time. The name of the book is Arena. And that particular book, I know a part of me wanted to read the book. I didn't even, I don't, I, I've never read the book before. I don't know what is inside the book. But I took the book. I just liked the book. But I dropped the book. In fact, at the time, I borrowed the book from the owner and took it home. But I just left it there at home. But I just discovered that every time I'm talking to people, everybody looks at me and they keep mentioning the word arena, arena, arena. Arena, arena, arena. And as they keep mentioning this word, I'll be talking to my dad. He will be talking and he will mention arena. As if everybody, you know, was just hearing the, the, that word arena for the first time. 
My brother will mention arena. I'll call my friend. He'll be talking about arena. And before you know it, that word sank in my spirit. And I knew that, no, I had to go and uh, uh, read this particular book. Sometimes God does that. Sometimes God just gives signs through circumstances. You are struggling with a particular thing. And then somebody just comes and says, oh, um, would you be interested in this particular solution? He doesn't even know what you are passing through. He just comes with it and a door opens. Even though you are supposed to still confirm, like I said, every other category you need to confirm with your, in your inner witness. But you see that kind of door open. You know, God is bearing, God is trying to show that I am involved in this thing. He opens a door for you. Sometimes open doors can be a sign. In fact, sometimes closed doors can be God speaking audibly to you. You need to take your time, search your spirit and say, God, what are you saying? I know a pastor who continued ministry in a particular place and he was doing ministry but the ministry was not working. Everything was not seeming to work. He continued, he tried, he tried, he tried for years. At a point, the church closed down and he still remained there waiting on God to see if by a miracle Things will change. But nothing did. That was God speaking to him clearly and audibly that something is wrong. What was he supposed to do? He was supposed to go back to God. And when I would be praying with him, I began to find out that he, 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 was, he was in the wrong location. His ministry was not in that particular place. It was to relocate to another particular state, which where his ministry is supposed to flourish. Kabo Shekete Brasakataya. You see what I say about the assets of the voice of God. Sometimes, if you do not listen to the voice of God, you will think you can just start ministry or you start the assignment God gave you because God is not just raising men of God now. God is raising people in different fields. God is raising people in the field of business. God is raising people in the field of uh, 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 uh. Uh, government, in the field of family, in several other fields. God is raising men everywhere. And you see that this pastor was not succeeding. Did God call him? Yes. Was he anointed? Oh, yes. Was he ready? Yes. He had everything, but he was in the wrong location. And so ministry suffered. Speaking with him, speaking with his wife, I saw that this man was full of wisdom, very anointed. His wife was prophetic. But upon all the prophetic, ministry was not booming. You can be with the greatest of gifts, and yet ministry will be locked from you. The assignment, you will not make headway simply because you are in a wrong location. And this is where the voice of God is very important. This is where the voice of God, the direction of the Spirit, is very important. So sometimes that kind of closed door is God speaking to you. Is a, a form of the audible voice of God. You are meant to take your time to seek God. God, what are you saying? So the audible voice, the actual audible voice, is not everybody that will hear it, like I said. 
But God does speak audibly. Some people will never hear it in their lives. So why you want to hear God? Please be careful that you are not searching to hear from the audible voice. God will speak audibly when he wants to speak. I remember Moses when he said, show me your glory. When he told Jehovah, show me your glory. And God said, you cannot see my face and live. If you see my face, you will die. So God does not naturally just come down. At the end of the day, even when God came down, God only showed him his back. So most of the time, you don't hear that audible voice of God. God will not just come down by himself. There has to be something peculiar. There has to be something peculiar. Lastly, I want to speak about the ministry of counsel. That is the fourth way God speaks to us. Counsel. Bible says, in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. The fourth way God speaks to us is through the ministry of experience, the ministry of counsel. Sometimes, what you need might just be wisdom from people that have been vetted to be trusted counselors. Because, you see, in the, mid, in the middle of counsel, in the uh, multitude of counsel, there can be safety. But if you have stupid counselors, what you will find is destruction. Nowadays, there are so many, many fake men of God, fake pastors, that will give you instructions that will destroy you. That will give you instructions that will push you over. And so when God is talking about counselors, he's talking about trusted counselors. Sometimes these counselors can be your pastor. But it must be a pastor that you have vetted in integrity. You see from these people's lives that, that these people, they have the integrity of God. They, they, can be, they can be trusted to give that kind of wisdom. They can be spiritual elders that have gone ahead of you and you know that they carry the wisdom of God. <clears throat> Sometimes they can even be your parents. Parents that have been trained by God, that have followed the path of God. They can instruct you in the Lord. The ministry of counsel. Whether you like it or not, some people have passed through your way before. Some people have passed through your training before. Some people, they have followed God and they have become forces to reckon with. These people can guide you. They can show you what they did. So that instead of you struggling 10 years in front of a particular gate, these people can give you the key and you will enter straight. You can just use, use a week where they have spent 10 years. The ministry of counsel. God can speak in this particular way. God can speak in this particular way. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So God has shown us the four ways by which he speaks. These four peculiar ways by which he releases direction and wisdom to us. So it becomes you. It builds you as a member of the army of God, as a soldier in God's end time army, to pick this weapon. God has given you this weapon through these teachings. You have come to understand how God speaks. You have come to understand how they interrelate with each other. God has been able to open your eyes to what to do and what not to do. It is now up to you to begin to exercise yourself, to begin to take your time and notice these ways God is speaking to you. If you are a Christian, the Bible says, you will hear my voice. Said my sheep, hear my voice. So you are going to hear the voice of God. Begin from the inner witness. Begin from your dreams. When you do not understand a dream, go to God. Ask God to confirm. Ask God to interpret. Train yourself. Because nobody will train you. Get yourself to a particular point where you can actually hear the voice of God. And where you can actually come to a place where you know what God is saying part-time. You are sure of it. You are not saying something said, something told me that. You have come to a particular point where you know this is what God is saying. For thus said the Lord, even in this season, I gather my children from abroad. I gather my children from Africa. I gather my children from Asia. I gather my children from America. I gather my children from Europe. I gather my children everywhere. But my children cannot go forward without a director. They cannot go forward without a director. They cannot go forward without a director. The voice of God is this director that will lead the army into the battle. My children, you cannot receive victory. My children, you cannot hear my voice and fail. My children, you cannot hear my voice and be destroyed. The voice of God will bring you life. The voice of God will give you direction. It is in the voice of God that you will find safety. It is in the voice of my spirit that you will be able to understand my ways. Therefore, my children, I urge you tonight, say the Spirit of God, that you take your time out and know what God is telling you. That you take your time out and begin to understand how I speak. For it will become you at a particular time when it will be required of you to know exactly what God is saying to you at a particular time, in a particular place, in a particular situation. And you will not be you will not want to be stranded. Because anybody that is stranded will easily be defeated. And God does not want you to be stranded in this journey of yours. 
in this journey of yours, in this journey of yours, he says, I want you to be gathered together and to be led by me, not by a man, <coughs> not by a pastor, not by a general vassia, but by my voice. The army of God in these last days is not going to be led by great men. It's not going to be led by great women. It's not going to be led by anointed pastors. It's not going to be led by anointed general overseers. How be it, everyone in the last days will carry an anointing. Everyone in this army will carry weapons of war. Everyone in this army will be extraordinary. Everyone in this army will be different. But how will they be coordinated? How will they be arranged? How will they become spectacular? How will they become organized? It is the voice of God speaking to every one of them, whispering into their ears, directing them and showing them how they should be coordinated. It is the voice of God. It is the voice of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that word. So I urge you, brethren, the voice of God. You need to learn the voice of God. You need to know and understand the voice of God. You need to train yourself in the voice of God. This is the only way we are going to survive as an army. This is the only way we will get to the promised land. This is the only way we will ever get to the promised land. Father, we thank you tonight. We bless you once again. We thank you because you are here tonight. You have opened our eyes to the ways by which you communicate with your children. Father, we ask I don't know, I see a well. I see a well. It's a well of revelation. It's a well by which when God unstops that well, the voice of God, your ears will be able to hear the voice of God. You'll be able to hear the voice of God more constantly, more originally, by yourself. And it will be simple. And the Holy Spirit is saying that in the name of Jesus, I command everyone's ears here listening to me that your ears have been blocked. I command that those ears, that well of revelation, let it be unstopped now. In the name of Jesus, let that, let that well of revelation be unstopped now. In the name of Jesus, I command those ears that have been blocked, pop open. Now, in the name of Jesus. Blood ears, pop open. Now, in the name of Jesus. You will see in the spirits. You will hear from God. You will hear in the spirits. You will hear from God. You will know your inner witness comes alive. I decree for as many whose their dream life is dead. I decree in the name of Jesus. Come alive. 
come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Kabo shekete brosoko yabada. Jekete brosekete brababa. Zekete brakalaba yeke shekete brasoko yabada. Thank you, Jesus. I see, brother, you are hearing me. You are seated. I see you seated. Either seated or lying down or something on a bed. And you are hearing this message. You wonder if you can come to that place. That's what you are thinking. Whether you can hear the voice of God accurately for yourself. Whether you can also say to yourself that, yeah, God told me this, God told me that. Right now, I release an impartation upon your head. Let the prophetic grace land upon your head now in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Yes, the anointing of the Spirit. Impart you with that grace to hear his voice. Aha, that is it. That is it. Let that fire soak you in. It's like electricity. Yes, aha. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Let it pass through you. On that bed. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, we just thank you tonight. We bless your holy name. Receive all the glory. Receive all the honor. Receive all the adoration. Thank you, mighty Father, for speaking clearly to us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thanks to everyone who has been part of tonight's uh, meeting. I bless God for each and every one of our lives. I know that our lives will not remain the same. God has opened our eyes to how He speaks and how we can manage it. I will trust that as you train yourself in this, God will help you to perfect it and to become all that God will want you to be. Um, I don't know. I'm trusting God to, if God will permit me to speak about how to go about being able to uh, pick up the voice of God. How you can pick it up for yourself, especially when you need to hear God for yourself. Or how to even uh, uh, begin to give yourself to it when to the voice of God when God is speaking to you. If God will permit us, that will be what we'll talk about next. Thank you, mighty Father. God bless you all. In Jesus' name. Amen.